Hey, I'm McCoy here, and you are listening to the Solar Panel. Hi, everyone. Tim Kittra from NBA Jam and NFL Blitz. Tonight's matchup on the Solar Panel. Espo versus the Silver Fox versus Carmel Thunder. Ahoy, ahoy! Hello, and welcome, everybody, into the midweek stimmy edition of the Sun Solar Panel. Wherever you're listening to us on the podcast, whether it's Google Play, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening, we appreciate you, the Flaming Ballers, for joining us. It is the midweek show, so that means it's audio only, so none of our uh, Flaming Ballers in the chat, but we do have a special Flaming Ballers mail sack today just for you, uh, the the oh, listeners. Let's welcome... The one, the older, the silver fox, Dave King. Dave, how are you? Hey, how are you guys doing? I'm doing great because the Suns just made a huge trade. That's awesome. Oh, yeah, baby. You can call me freaking Tory Craig right now. And the man. Because I'm about to bounce real soon. <laughs> oh, the man from down under, the Carmel Thunder from down under. It's the one, the only, Saul Bookman. Saul, how are you? Hello, fellows. How are we doing this fantastic, sunny Wednesday afternoon? You know, I'm always great when the Suns can trade for the guy that the Milwaukee Bucks want to get rid of so they can get PJ Tucker. That's why I'm sure there's other moves coming though. <laughs> hey, I'm not going to crap all over Tory Craig, but I will say this. What? <laughs> okay, so let's update everybody. The uh, yeah. Houston Rockets traded uh, PJ Tucker uh to Milwaukee uh, for DJ Augustine, DJ Apparently, a lot of DJs in this trade. DJ Augustine, <laughs> DJ Wilson, a 2023 unprotected first-round pick. Uh, and the Houston is also sending along with uh, P.J. Tucker uh, the Bucks first-round pick in 2022 that apparently Houston had, so now Milwaukee gets back. So, And as part of this, Woj tweets, Milwaukee is trading forward Tory Craig to Phoenix. For those of you who are asking who Tory Craig is, don't worry, we did as well. We had to uh, Google search that real quick. So this quick. literally came down two minutes before we hit the record button. Yeah, we, we, planned on, we, pl- we planned on recording this ahead of time. We didn't do this for Tory Craig. I right, just right. want that no. to be known. No, we did not. <laughs> uh, so yeah, like like many people, we ran to the Googles because, you know, you got to figure out who Tory Craig is. Uh, unless you're a USC Upstate fan, which is not in Northern California, like you may have uh, may have assumed. It's in South Carolina. It's the University of South Carolina Upstate. Tory Craig, a four-year NBA veteran, first three spent in Denver, uh, this year spent in Milwaukee. He is 30 years old, so yes, He's only been in the league three or four seasons, and he is 30 years old, averaging 2.5 points, 2.4 rebounds, and under okay, okay. assists. He has a he has a small small role in Milwaukee, but he was twice the player in Denver. Literally, he averaged 5.4 points and 3.3 <laughs> rebounds. Twice the player. Uh, twice the is, player in Denver. Don't be. You got to put some respect on Tory okay. Craig's name. I am hey, putting um, the the uh, proper amount of respect on Tory Craig's name right now. Do hey. we know what the mascot is for USC Upstate? The Fighting Tories. No, close, no. close though. The Very DJ close. Carriers. The Spartans. Oh, the Spartans. The Spartans. Hey, he's a Spartan. Uh, hey, I look, mean, Tory Craig. Look, 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 look. Tory Craig has a, a bad, bad role in Milwaukee this year, but he was a, a functional role player in Denver through their Western Conference Finals run last year. He played 20 minutes a game. He he was in their rotation as a defensive uh, presence. He can't shoot. 
Um, but he can get in there and he's basically, is he a bigger version than of Javon Carter? Maybe, I don't know, but it's a buy. Are you trying to get me excited for this or just, just explaining this to me? I'm sorry, but like, I am like completely sidetracked now because I Googled USC upstate (laughs) Spartans. And now this is a, is like almost a carbon copy ripoff of Michigan state, the colors, the mascot, even like the whole nine yards. It is a, well, why don't we just start saying you went to Michigan State? I, I had USC Upstate making the uh, 116 upset in my bracket tomorrow, I think. So, there you go. There uh, you yeah, go. look, look, it, it is what it is. This is one of those people are going to hear the Suns were involved in the PJ Tucker trade, which is what it yes. seems like. Yeah. And, 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 that, and then people Tucker are going to be trade. really disappointed when they find out <laughs> it wasn't for PJ Tucker. That's the way this works, right? Bummer. <laughs> wow. Tori Craig, everybody. Uh, if anything else comes up while we're recording this, we'll uh, we'll let you know. But that is the latest as we record this on Wednesday afternoon here in Phoenix. So Tory Craig, the newest member of your Phoenix Suns, his contract for those of you wondering, one point six million. It ends at the end of the year, unrestricted free agent. It's like, so it's like thinking you're hooking up with a girl named Michelle when you go over to Europe, but really it's it's a Michael, a Michael, a Euro oh, trip situation, man. a Michael, I believe. Wow. Michel. 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 Michelle, actually, not, they're not they're um, yeah, Michelle is actually an uh, ambiguous name now over there. Yeah. <laughs> um, Thank you for confirming that, Dave. <laughs> you're welcome. Breaking <laughs> news. Even though your reaction at first was like, "Oh, that's disrespectful," then you're like, "Oh wait, no." Then I'm just I'm leaning in. I just lean in immediately. Yeah, exactly. Well, Tori is another one of those names that can be confused for. Both male and female, if you're wondering as well. Uh, so what wow. we were going to talk about, we'll re-rack rack this, start this uh, it's, with what we were originally going to talk about. It is a mailbag show today, and we did have a question in regards to uh, to everybody's favorite, DeAndre Ayton, and I will get to that. But there was an interesting, I don't know if you'd call it feature or Q&A, probably more of a Q&A in the Undefeated Today uh, where they talked with DeAndre Ayton, a, a fairly decent size uh, piece where they just discussed the Suns being good with DeAndre Ayton and kind of his year. Uh, one interesting thing that came out of that piece that a lot of people are focusing on is DeAndre Ayton became a father over the All-Star break. De- uh, Mazel tov, DeAndre. He is uh, now the father to DeAndre Ayton Jr. Uh, so... Uh, in the media availability today, he talked about having a complete lack of sleep uh, is the thing he's noticed most in the first week. And let me be the first or probably the 50th to tell you, DeAndre, that does not end at any point as a father. But uh, any thoughts on DeAndre Ayton becoming a father, Dave? You know, uh part of me wants to say that that's the reason he's been a little bit distracted lately. Sounds like he's had this partner this whole time and she's been getting bigger and bigger and bigger and getting less and less, you know, happy on the farm. And maybe that's been distracting him until the baby was born. Um, We'll see now baby daddy, Ricky Rubio actually came back stronger after he got over the sleepless. He had about a month of sleepless nights and then he came back from the all-star break and it was basically almost all-star level. So maybe we'll get a happier Deandre and more focused Deandre. Saul, you're a father as well. What are what are your thoughts about Deandre and the daddy? Uh, man, you know, I'm not going to act like I know what the hell's going on over at his house. First of all, like I know he, he even said that he has help 
Like, so sure. I understand getting up at three o'clock in the morning and, and that stuff. Sure. I, I totally get that. Um, but I, it, I think it's a little, it's a stretch to say that a equals B in this scenario, you know, who knows, you know, there's a lot, obviously we don't know what all these athletes go through behind the scenes anyway. Like people are going through, you know, trials and tribulations just like everybody else does in life. And some of these guys handle it well. Some of these guys don't. And this is just another example of, of uh, somebody going through something. And, and I don't think it it really equates to his performance on the court. Yeah. Uh, You're absolutely right. Saul. that we have no clue what impact this is actually having. Did you guys even know that he was, uh, he was expecting? No. No, none of us did. Like, well, he wasn't. Yeah. His significant other was, but yes, I. He I did say point. he had a baby over the All Star break. They, they. <laughs> I mean, actually, um, look, let, 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 let's hear from Da. This is the, a little soundbite from what he talked about today about raising uh, Da Junior Junior. You know, starting a legacy, and you know, just you know, just making sure my son have respect on his name when I'm said and done with this game, on and off the court. No sleep. Yeah. No sleep. Yeah. No. Um, one thing the uh, one thing that comes to mind is Fred Van Vliet. Last year, or maybe it was the year before, he had a really bad uh, uh, couple of weeks in the playoffs because his wife was about to give birth, and then after his wife gave birth, then he suddenly became one of the best players in the playoffs. So let's just believe that's true of DeAndre. Well, look, one guy I remember being around when. Uh, his wife uh, gave birth was uh, Goran Dragic, and I, I remember, uh, you know, that the first few weeks after that, he just came out and was playing with joy, very much like Ricky Rubio, where it, it looked like there was a weight lifted. And we've we've all been through that. We're all dads, so we understand what that's like. So you know, I, I could definitely see this having an impact. And he talks about legacy. I think that's another thing. You know. It, making sure his kid is proud of him on and off the court. That is something that you go through as a, as a first time father that, that you feel that as well. So hopefully it has some positive impact. Uh, You know, look, I'm four and a half years into being a father and I'm still exhausted. There's a lot of sleepless nights. So I can only imagine, I barely remember what week one was like, but I remember it was difficult, so I feel for him in that let, way. Let, let me uh, tell you yeah. something, okay? Let me tell you something, all right? I'm 21 years into the game, okay? And the last, my last two kids were twins. You want to talk about, like, people like to talk oh, about, oh, God. yeah, twins Twins are amazing. I would love to have twins. Twins were the worst experience of my life, <laughs> period. <laughs> I love them to death. They have my, They are my heart and soul, but, oh, my God. I would always get the one that wanted to cry. And then after I'd switch, they would still cry. Like I, I was a lose, lose situation for it me. Was, maybe they it was you me. and not the kids. It was probably me. I, I fully <laughs> could see that, but man, they did not like me when, when they were first born. And so, uh, but now everything's all good, and uh, they're they're definitely they do like you now. They do <laughs> yeah, like they, you. yeah, you know. You didn't train them to take care of each other, so you didn't have you to know, do it. I, I, I tried. That's why you had twins. Right? I tried, man. I tried. Those two are thick as thieves. Those two. Tell you what, man. <laughs> I, I will say this: I had much less gray hair in my beard uh, before uh, before having a baby. So we all, may see all twins. Look, all twins. Look at right this. Here. It's 
I, I know since we're only audio audio only, this is the worst time to ever bring this up on the show. But yeah. our beards look like the transition period into Dave, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Espo to Saul to Dave. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah. It's like wow. full black, half black, white. <laughs> For those of you, you'll have to wait tall. till the Saturday show to actually see that. Actually, oh. we won't even have Dave this Saturday. This is oh, true. Right. Dave's out of this town. Is true. Yeah, Let's... Dave is uh, ooh, gonna be busy. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. Let's I, the the undefeated piece, one thing that stood out to me, I mean, everybody's talking about the baby thing because obviously that big news in, in DeAndre Ayton's life, but the, the talk in that piece, every time he's asked about what he's focusing on or what Monty Williams has you know put on him or, or the pressure with uh, CP3 and Booker and, and that Monty Williams put on him to get better. It's interesting. What I found interesting is that he never talks about offense. He talks about defense mm -hmm. throughout that piece. That that they're charging him with understanding the plays that the opponents are running so they can call them out, so he can call them out earlier or even right before they run them, uh, protecting that end, learning how to be the leader on that end, which is funny to me because everybody gets on him about his offense, but if, if right. what the team is putting on him is the defensive end, that that stood out the most to me because he doesn't mention offense in there when he's talking about it. So uh, absolutely, and he. Uh, I'm sorry, Saul. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Um, absolutely, in that in that uh, in that piece, uh, he did talk about that, and then later in the day, he had a um, that he got put on the daily media scrum. And I listened to him because he got some follow-up questions about the baby and about his his other comments about, as, as you say, um, his focus playing for the Suns is on defense first and offense secondary. He was asked, well, what and what about you, um, you know, uh, on your big expectations? What do you think is the most mo most important thing you're, you're doing? And his quote was James, James Jones, because James Jones had said that DeAndre, they expect big things. James, James knows I'm the type of player that can handle the responsibility. I feel great knowing my team trusts me and holds me accountable. He was talking about the defensive end. He wasn't talking about offense. He has said before that he doesn't care if he gets a shot as long as it comes in the flow of the game. Coach Monty brought a culture. Us as a team, we play together, we win together. We can't do it without each other. That mindset of not worrying about minutes, it doesn't come into your head because we're chasing something much bigger than a win. Because he also was asked about, you know, uh, sitting out fourth quarters occasionally now because Dario's playing so well. He is not taking it personally, and he knows that he'll he'll play when the need is there, and he'll play he'll play as hard as he can. Um, so I think he's got an excellent attitude toward this, um, the whole thing. It's very refreshing. It is. Um, I I want to know. When the rubber meets the road in the playoffs and it gets intense, is that going to be the same feeling? Um, because as we all know, things tighten up in the playoffs. becomes much more of a half-court game, which the Suns are actually preparing for right now anyway because that's yeah. how they play. So it's mm -hmm. all good. Um, but, you know, DA is going to have to have moments where he is the best player on the court if they want to win a championship. I've said that since day one. I said if the Suns want to win a championship – they have to get 25 and 15 from DA, especially when it counts. We haven't seen that against the big teams yet, right? You know, we, we haven't seen it against the Lakers or anybody like that. So 
that's the missing piece. I feel like that's the only missing piece, to be honest with you, between the Suns and total supremacy. Well, Are you and, saying he has to average yeah. 25 and 15 or he has to have nights where he comes out and, and he has 25 and 15 because he knows the team needs him on that. I, I'm saying he needs to have nights like that. Okay. He needs to have nights okay. that 25, 15. I have backed away from, you know, earlier in the season, I did say at the actually before the season started that he needed to average, average 25, 15. I backed off of that. He yeah. needs to be there in the moments when Devin Booker's not on or C or CP three is not on mm-hmm. and they need that extra pick me up. And maybe the team's just kind of sliding. They need those consistent buckets at the most ideal times in the playoffs because those are the most crucial points. I, I uh, think we've seen flashes, flashes of those in some of the fourth quarters he has played where he, he will come up big. He'll have stretches where he scores two or three baskets. Mm-hmm. But they, they need that uh, on a more consistent basis. And Saul, I think you're 100% right. You need to see that that 25 and 15, that, that 30 and 20 game out of him uh, at least a few times before the end of the year so you know that it's a possibility in the playoffs when they get there and they need uh, something yeah. when it does grind to a halt or when inevitably one of those two guys like you talked about uh, in Booker and CP3 have a night uh, off night because it's going to happen but how do you come back from it? And this this team's been deep enough to do it, but I think DeAndre is going to be a key to it as well. I think you're right. So the only quibble I'll have with that, the only the only modification I would make is the points part. I don't think they need 25, 30 points from him to have the to be the biggest difference maker in a game. I think he they need him locked in defensively. I think they need him stopping the ball on the perimeter when it, when he gets switched onto a guard because they're gonna to be the most successful they can possibly be. They're gonna to need to be able to switch um, uh, on the on the guards and at least do get up to the level uh, get get you know stop the guards momentum so that they can switch back in time. He's got to be great defensively. If he is great defensively and on rebounding he gets 16 18 points they can still win a championship they can still win any game they need to win because they have so many other offensive weapons and ways to score um i don't I, that's the only thing i would say is i'd rather see uh, incredible defense from the entire game and then he just cleans up around the rim for 18 points that that so, to so, me is good enough. so here's here's my caveat to that uh, let's look at the lakers because i think for all you know intents and purposes we're, we're we're going to be talking about the lakers anyway right like we think that they're going to get to the western conference finals we think that that's the path to get to the nba finals right so let's use them as an example if you have ad and lebron who are two unstoppable players like they're both going to get theirs they're both going to get 25 to 30 maybe more um and they're going to perform on both ends of the court like we know this okay and you have cp3 and booker do those two match up with those two no they don't like that's that's obvious. So you need the supporting cast because the Lakers supporting cast is, is okay. It's not anything to write home about outside of Kuzma. Uh, they're just okay. So you need Bridges, you need Cam Johnson, and you need DA, those three, to, to be, you know, to kind of settle the balance, right? I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm there with, with, with Mikhail and Cam just yet. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I just, I don't yeah. feel like I'm there yet. Mikhail's close. But I need DA. DA to me feels like the 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 more sure thing if he could just figure out his offense. Come on, you're you're not going to add Tory Craig, uh, six seven, uh, small forward of him uh, on that list as well. Come on. You know, hey, speaking of that, let's circle back because we're doing this um, live <laughs> as it's unfolding. The Dude, Suns awesome. ended up giving up cash considerations for Tory no! Craig. Isn't it nice? 
that they finally, for once, are the ones giving out the cash for a player instead of the other way around. My favorite guy is no longer part of the organization. When is cash, cash considerations. considerations going up in the ring of honor? When? When? I, I will hey, miss what you, a, my dear friend. What a great segue to the next mailbag question. Hey, let's actually, let's uh, let's reach deep into that Flaming Baller mail sack. Brought to you by our friends over at Manscaped, a new sponsor here on the show. Glad to have them. Uh, they were kind enough to send us over, uh, well, two of the three of us. Dave hasn't, haven't, hasn't gotten his yet, but that was per my <laughs> request, not them. Uh, and uh, so they were, they sent us over. Uh, it's, it's a whole set of things. Very kind of them. And I got to tell you, uh, I've I feel as smooth as Mikhail Bridges going to the going to the basket right now. All right, that's uh, oh, that's what go. I'm going to tell you. you that's, that's how I feel. I will when, say uh, I will I say this. my transitions have never been smoother. That's for sure. This is, this is oh, true. And, oh lord, <laughs> I'm just glad we don't oh, do a lord. podcast about the Knicks because this is just not something Manscaped <laughs> oh, knows much about. Right? They just they know nothing about Knicks. They, the Knicks. Yeah, no, yeah. No, they oh. don't. And. You know, I got to tell you, I honestly, I we don't do a lot of reads. We used to do nuggets, though. But anyway, <laughs> I protect, I protect those nuggets. Protect those McNuggets. <laughs> there's so many jokes. Back but look, to the read. Come on. Look, there's a there's no burn. There's no irritation. This is just this is just smooth. It's not it's not like when you listen to us and you're irritated and uh, that that. <laughs> Forehead burns because you're just so angry. Four people show. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> nothing <laughs> like that. But no, thank you to our friends over at Manscaped for uh, the great uh, razors that they sent us. Also, they want to take care of you, right? Our listeners, if you use the co- code Flaming Ballers, which they said was one of the more creative codes they've had that they had to put this in, twenty percent off for you, the listener. So definitely check that out. Our friends at Manscaped bringing you the Flaming Baller Mail Sack on this episode uh let's hop in there and uh, make we'll sure pull. flaming ballers is one m and two l's unlike the uh facebook uh group we had put together <laughs> last year originally when it was spelled wrong yes yeah it has been corrected the flaming the flaming <laughs> bailers the, fl- <laughs> the flaming bailers i actually believe that you see upstate's original mascot the flaming bailers. uh anyways oh, we hop yeah. into the mailbag david wigton on uh Twitter asks, have you guys noticed the Ring of Honor is completely digital in the yeah. new stadium layout? Does it bug you guys at all that there is no physical pieces for the Ring of Honor? And I, uh, you know, we I joke about cash considerations going up there, but it is the highest honor this organization gives out to a former player, coach, or broadcaster that's been part of the team. And I did notice this, but Dave, uh, before I share my thoughts, why don't we get yours? You've actually been in the arena. I've only seen it via TV and a couple photos some people have sent. What are your thoughts initially? Oh, well, first of all, they added a second electronic ribbon, and that's why they took out that section where the Ring of Honor had been on hard the hard cardboard area and all that. Um, and so to add more of the live features into a game and the interactivity into a game, they added a second ribbon around the edge of the stadium. Um, I like that part. I don't really, um, no no offense to any of the people in the ring of honor. I didn't really look at those, that section very often anyway, during a game, it's nice. It would have been nice for them to put something up in the rafters instead, if they wanted to take that 
area away from the uh, the between the bowls of the of the stadium. Um, but really, I, I didn't miss it. I, I got to tell you, I'm not as I've been a fan forever, and I didn't really miss it. Look. Saul, give uh, give your thoughts because I have a feeling I'm going to be in the minority on this one. I know you are going to be like, oh, I miss it yeah, so much. So I want to Benjamin hold on to the old days. I didn't ask Where you to my do an imitation of me. I asked you to Where's tell me what your statue. Oh, you know, I just want to see a three day three uh, D animation out front of the arena of Steve Nash. That's the trophy that I want to see. So and I and the Ring of Honor Steve. doesn't bother yeah. me one bit. Hey, it's the digital age. Why don't you come to our side there? How are the two older guys like what? all digital and Espo's like, oh, I want my, uh, you know, abacus. How would you know what I am? Because I haven't even talked about it yet. <laughs> I love my abacus. Because I know. I already know. Go no, ahead. You do- Tell Look, everybody. I- I'm all for digital, but you could do some really cool things with the Ring of Honor. If it's digital. Literally a digital into highlights. <laughs> you know, you, you can flip into highlights. You could do all sorts of cool things Butts. with that. But when you're replacing <laughs> it and rotating it out for ads, yeah, I have a problem with that because you place those people up there as a distinction of honor, and now you're just removing it and switching it into ads when you feel like it. Like it's it, it's an honor thing, and now what's the point in the honor? There's nothing that commemorates. The Ring of Honor sponsored by Manscaped. Yeah, yeah Manscaped. Manscaped. <laughs> when you want your uh, Pac-Man running around the ribbon, it'll be a little the, the Manscaped trimmer. Yeah, a little razor. <laughs> Do you want your legends to be smooth? <laughs> no, we love landscape. Actually, uh, I, I can't wait to get a chance to do my my own read. Yeah. Look, I mean, they they sure they could have Manscape uh, bring the Ring of Honor and and be like these guys know handle know knew how to handle balls. So and do no, we. Like, there will not be a demo on Saturday. <laughs> no, okay? there will not. <laughs> wow, we went there, but no. Look, Man, I just we I need Danny Shays to get to get the okay, anyway. We just shave his back. <laughs> I, I will say if I if somebody finds me actual Danny Shays, I will send him a manscaped trimmer. All right. You guys do realize do manscaping is the entire body, not just the one area, right? I, yeah. I do. I do. Okay. But that's the funny right. area. Yeah, you know, that's the humor, right? So uh but look, the the reason it bothers me is just because there should be something that actually showcases these are the people we decided to honor by putting them in a ring of yeah. honor. If there's yeah. no ring, there's no honor. What's the point there if you're oh. not going to have it there? All right. <laughs> you know, like that's, I don't, that's I my don't problem. Look at my diploma it. every day, but I still know I graduated from school, man. Well, we're not sure of that on a, on a regular basis. <laughs> was that, was that from USC upstate as well? <laughs> <laughs> It was from Southampton Institute of Technology. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, uh, look, I, you know, I don't, it doesn't have to be the ring there. I get it. You got to make money. But to Dave's point, hang something in the rafters then. Yeah. At, at least I it looks put cheesy to me to rotate it out for an ad. Right. That'd be like me going, hey, I'm going to take off my wedding ring, sweetheart, because Manscaped paid the tattoo right there. I'll put it back on, but I'll take it off so, when, so people can see the ad as well. Like it's it's an honor. It's something to, to commemorate and a career or an event. You know, Manscaped so, gave me a shirt. It says we take care of your balls and I will wear that. But I take it off. It doesn't mean they didn't give me anything anymore. Uh, well, <laughs> You're now equating that with with the <laughs> Ring of Honor for a career well done. Uh, we'll leave it there. But thank you, David. You know what? For- I'm going to create my own digital Ring of Honor in this in, in, in my in my cave here, 
and we're just gonna have a circle around this place. I, I wanna I want a ring of dishonor. I always wanted to do that. <laughs> I always wanted to have a ring of dishonor in the background in this show. Uh so hit us up on Twitter or our mailbag at solar or <laughs> solarpanelpod.com. And you can uh you can give us <laughs> your thoughts on who should be in the ring of dishonor. But thank you, David, for your question. We got a couple others that came up today via actually text message. Uh, they texted in to the show and let me pull those up. As That's probably my burner phone. I, yeah, probably. <laughs> they were pretty crappy questions. So I, no, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh. Only the ones Saul sent were. Where'd you find uh, a shit brown sun's hat at, huh? It's gray. It's just the weird lighting in here. All right. <laughs> Again, you say that on a show that nobody else can weigh in on what it looks like. <laughs> and you thank you. Just, just going to have to trust me there, audience. So, yes, a couple of text messages that came in. You guys can text the show at 480-382-8417, 480-382-8417, and you can leave voicemails there as well. Our Castillo wants to know our old friend, Nate Duncan, who um, I'm sure he said this, but he's got me blocked on Twitter, so I wouldn't know. And uh, <laughs> I'm not too. listening to his podcast, so don't worry about that. But Nate Duncan apparently called Devin Booker a third banana on a championship team. Is Devin Booker a third banana? How Arcus recently Leo did he say this? I, I assume recently. I'm going well, based off Nate, of the text. You know so. what? Nate's a lifetime hater, lifelong hater. I'm not even going to listen to anything he says. Uh, Devin Booker is a one or one A. That's it. On a championship team. End of story for me. Uh, I don't even know who this dude is, so <clears throat> I won't say anything negative about him because I don't know. But I will say Devin Booker's no third banana. Uh, if you put him on any of the historic championship teams as we speak right now, at the worst, he would be three. Most of the time, he's probably one or two. Look, he may be the third guy on the banana boat if he gets the invite with LeBron and Chris Paul. You know, he might be the third guy, then D Wade and and uh, Melo behind him. But look, he's not going to be the unless he goes to some insane super team or creates some insane super team here. He's never going to be the third best guy uh, on a winning team. He's not the he's not the second best guy on the second best team in the West. He's number one. And yeah. people will argue it's CP3. It's not. It's Devin Booker. Devin Booker is the best player on this Suns team. So it, it, it it's not even a debate. So being third just seems ridiculous to me. Let's hop into a next one. Uh, Sunna, it says, hey, solar panel, uh, how excited are you guys for D8 and TA to show off his dad's strength? <laughs> I, I don't know that I got any additional strength from being a father, but we'll uh, we'll see if well if one DA thing is any yeah one thing his uh, his baby will teach him is how to scream and maybe he'll bring that to the basketball court when he when he you know hits shots and stuff so he can draw fouls because he's just so quiet you know and he'd, he'd be a much much better player if he would just scream when he does what he does on the court yeah, I think that, I, uh, that's all I, that's all he needs. I I don't I don't know that it gave me any extra strength. It did help me get some extra LBs on the on the body, so maybe 
that'll uh, let DA push some people around. Saul doesn't look like he wants to answer this question, so I'm not going to force him <laughs> to answer this one. Uh, Ariel, Saul seems like he's sapped of all of his strength. I just that there. question just drained me. <laughs> I just was like, no, like wh- what? I don't remember like all of a sudden, you know, having my Popeyes moment. Like what? No, I'm good. Move along. Can we, can we please not rip on the people that took the yeah, thank three you seconds so out of their day to, question. to send in we the question? We appreciate it. Saul's feeling uh, it right now, but uh, we do appreciate the question. <laughs> thank you for the question. Ricky There's got no... dad strength last year that we all believe is true. So That's, What? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Adriel uh, emails us at mailbag at solarpanelpod.com and says, Why does the fan base lose their mind every time we lose some games? It's not even some, it's every time they lose one game. But Adriel wants to know that. So, so why don't you, uh, even when they win, the fan base finds something to complain about? Like, I listen, I love a passionate fan base. I can tune anybody out for the most part because I just mute them or delete them or block them. So I don't care. But man, I just, you know, in one of my favorite movies, one of my favorite quotes, just put a little relish on your hot dog. Enjoy the freaking moment for crying out loud. Okay, they lose. Everybody has a bad game. The Lakers have lost a ton. The 76ers have dropped games that they didn't need to. Like everybody is lost in this league. Nobody's perfect. Get over it. Move along. Here's what's happening. They're waiting for the shoe to drop. Yes. There's been 10 years of losing. And so they're looking for every sign that the that that the iceberg is coming for the Titanic. They're they're looking for the it's, beginning it's like they, of the end. It's like they hooked up with that hot person and they're waiting for them to realize that they're not with a hot person and they're gonna leave, they're gonna leave them. Like that's, that's what's, that's what's happening right now. Or they think they hooked up with a hot person and they're, they're dreading the sunrise. (laughs) They're afraid this is a coyote ugly situation. What they're going to have to wake up, (laughs) chew off their own arm to get out of the room. What they think it's that bad. Like, I don't, they're waiting They're They think, yes, they've been, they've been duped into thinking that. Have you ever dated, have you ever dated somebody that you felt like was just like, wow, they are completely out of my league. How the hell did I pull this one off? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, but but there's a there's those moments of hesitation where you're like, do you, no one's out of do you know who I am? Like, are you sure you want to <laughs> yeah. be with me? You yeah, know what I mean? Like, self hatred. This is directed towards fans are going. I don't, I don't ever go. I don't ever go to the misses and direct it towards her. I we can win by fate. We can win by thirty, and Suns fans will be like, oh, DA only had ten. Like what? Yeah, like, so I don't, I, I don't get that. I get them being worried that maybe it's a, a mirage or something. But directing hate, it's like, look, guys, pump the brakes a little bit. I, I get, I get criticism, Critic, constructive criticism, uh, fine. Fifty-three years of not winning a title does a lot to you as well, though. The what the what the diehards, the longtime fans have been through. I get that as well but yeah there is a there's some vast swings of emotion when it comes to uh game nights where there's a loss i mean i guess it's pent-up energy after 10 years of having nothing to care about yeah. like, it's like i mean theon maybe Gray. that's it. it's like theon Greyjoy in uh games of thrones you know the two hot girls come in and he's all excited and all of a sudden bad stuff happens and that's what people are waiting for they're waiting for the bad stuff to happen well, I, I just yeah. don't see it coming uh, that will uh, wrap up our mailbag, uh, the Flaming Baller Mail Sack. Thank you to our friends over at Manscaped. Head over to manscaped.com. Use the code, code Flaming Ballers. Save 
20% on your order over there. Highly recommend it. And if you do it, you know what? I'm going to throw out a little challenge. Any of our listeners who head over to Manscaped, use the code, send me proof of purchase. I'm going to enter you to win. I've got a huge closet of just random autograph sun stuff from the seven seconds or less era the last 10 years, which is probably less interesting. I even have a Charles Barkley uh, a magazine cover that's autographed that I may be willing to part with if you guys uh, hit that code, flamingballers at manscaped.com. Show me proof of purchase. I'll enter you to win some of that swag from my personal prize closet. 20, 20% well. is actually really, really good too, by the way, because most of these promo codes, you'll save 10. This mm -hmm. is 20%. 20%. And I don't do I use the version two and now I have the, the newer version three. I'm telling you, it is awesome. And it your balls so awesome. will be more than 20% happier than they are right now. Yes, and that's a, yeah. a guarantee as well. So uh, guys, anything you want to wrap up? Any any additional Tory Craig cash consideration yes. thoughts that you want to yes. share before we get out of here? Dave, go ahead. All right. So um <clears throat> Tory Craig is the guy who blocked Devin Booker at oh, the end of hold overtime on, hold to seal the win last year. Saul, can can you hit the stat me, Dave? Uh, we, we we haven't – I think we deserve to throw this in here because Dave's done some research on the fly, so. Oh, uh, well, yeah, hold on. Let me go oh. find it real quick. <laughs> I was not prepared for this. Neither I wasn't prepared Sorry for a trade, out. but here we are. Okay. We're talking about it. So. This is true. This is true. Oh, okay, here we go. Are, are we ready right now? Or? Ready. Yeah. Hit me, hit me with it. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Dave, stop me. It's all yours, Dave. All right. Go ahead. All right. So, Tory Craig is the guy who blocked Devin Booker at the end of overtime to seal Denver's win last year. He is playoff tested. He's 6'7". He actually gives the Suns the, their biggest backup guard behind uh, or uh, wing behind Mikel Bridges. So that actually is an extra defensive player that is going to help the Suns um, in their in their quest for a championship. Yeah, and I'd like to say uh, I'm reading my sources, a message from them, but no, it's actually uh, John Gambadoro says this is a guy that the Suns were actually kicking the tires on back in free agency, backed off after signing Jay Crowder, but both uh, Monty and James like him, gives Suns depth at wing, another defensive player, and the trade is not uh, related to injury or health, uh, injury for Nader or health related because of Cam. So you don't have to panic. This was just a guy that they want to add for additional defensive depth. So uh, who knows if this is the last move they'll make, but it is the first uh, that they have made in this uh, as we inch closer to the trade deadline. Uh, PJ Tucker off the board. He is in Milwaukee. Tory Craig, a Phoenix Sun. Saul, any oh, awesome. <laughs> I, hey, Gamble breaking the big news right there. There we go. Uh, kicking the tires, and they went from Tory Craig to Jay Crowder. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's in the yeah. same ballpark. Cool. Mm -hmm. No, he's just saying they decided not to sign that guy when Jay Crowder decided to come here. I think that's a smart move, right? right. <laughs> I think James yeah. Jones, executive of the year. I mean, if, if we sign Tory Craig in the offseason and you realize, like, well, we decide to sign him in, in lieu of Jay Crowder, you're probably not happy right now. But that is not what happened, so never mind. That's not what happened. And now they just added Tory Craig for probably the cost of the stimmy. You know, I mean, let's, might have gotten hey, the stimmy in his. Let's, in his let's be real. Let's be, let's be real. Okay, there's there's a lot of guys on this team right now. More moves are coming. They have to come. There's no way that this is it. 
Well, Dave just suggested they said fourteen hundred dollars for Tory Craig. That's the past considerations. <laughs> oh, I guess any cash is considering <laughs> qualifies as cash consideration. By the way, I got to say thank you to Twitter. Uh, so say Jay and uh, John Abril, two of my favorite. Uh, on Twitter, both tweeted me. Has anyone checked out Espo? They just traded his favorite son. <laughs> both of those words for words when they traded cash considerations. <laughs> well, thank you to uh, those of you who are concerned about my well-being. We'll be all right. Eventually, cash cash considerations will come back to the Suns. It always happens. We know it. Yeah, we know them, and we love them well. Uh, thank you guys for listening to the midweek stimmy, the audio only version of the sun solar panel. If you are listening on Apple uh, podcast, please leave that five star review. That's sweet, sweet five star review. You can put five stars and then you can insult the heck out of us in the written portion. We don't care. The five stars helps the algorithm. So hit it up there. And uh, we always appreciate you guys. You can head over to YouTube slash sun solar panel, uh, join the uh, flaming ballers group there, or at least subscribe to the channel you can get our live saturday morning episodes there so for uh, dave king who you can find at dave king mba the mba is there because he's the guy that knows people like tory craig well the rest of us go eh. and then uh you've got <laughs> at saul underscore bookman the underscore is there because he's got twins and you need extra room when you've got twins uh, and I am at Espo. Follow the show <laughs> at Sun Solar Panel on Twitter and Instagram. And until next time, ahoy hoy.